what's going on i'm anoki the one and i'm back with another video and i'm real i'm chill i'm comfortable this is a different setting you know what i'm saying y'all let me know what y'all think about this and also this is going to be a crazy episode my whole life has combined together for me to be able to deliver you this message that i'm about to deliver you right now because there are so many different realms of reality that i have had to <laughs> be a part of for me to be led to all this information okay some of it's spiritually based some of it is books i'm spiritually led to certain books that help me to open certain gates and i'll talk about gatekeepers and i want you to view this information as gates that you can open i'm opening the gates for you by making this video and you can walk through those gates it's just like uh going down the rabbit hole but with the gate I'm opening the gate, whether it's a name that is connected to a concept that I'm talking about, a time period, a book, a documentary, that is a gate that I'm opening. So you can continue walking through that gate and get more information or you can not, right? So that is largely the purpose of the LGBT community, largely the purpose of the in-between people who, um, and I'll get deep into this, but it is gatekeepers. We are largely gatekeepers. And when you distort the purpose of gatekeepers and you tell them that they have no purpose, they have no spirituality, they have no God and all this other stuff, then it's really easy to manipulate their purpose because it's still in them so instead of god in the spiritual realm being where they go to to access gates and to show other people these gates that they're opening they're looking to these people that i'm going to break down the elite is what we've been talking about this entire time largely okay red pill radio it's time to wake up folks and it's especially time for the gatekeepers to wake up why do i call them gatekeepers why do i feel that they are gatekeepers okay i feel that they're gatekeepers because a book called um the spirit of intimacy ancient african teachings in the ways of relationship sabonfu some this is a gate right here go read this book this book is about relationships ancient african relationships within the village there's only one chapter on homosexuality it's one of the last chapters it's like four pages long and it blew my entire mind okay and it talks about how in the village the gatekeepers are celebrated and they are cherished they are very important roles in society and they they grow up just like every other kid but their parents encourage them to be gatekeepers they see they can feel that a lot of us our parents still do see and feel that but we've been reprogrammed and i'll tell you how that whole reprogramming process largely happened through history that's why history is so important especially connecting the dots in history so the purpose is largely to be in the middle in between masculine and feminine energy and by being in between the masculine and feminine energy you create harmony within the sexes within the villages and also the people without children help those who have children they help to raise they help to raise the village as a whole and they also protect the village and i'm going to break that down because it's not even just villages it's not even just indigenous it's also in royal courts 
Okay, I'm going to break all this down. This is there's history behind this purpose. And there is reason why this purpose has been attacked and then distorted. Okay, through medical genocide and then through brainwashing. Okay, we're going to break this. I'm telling you, we're going to break this down. And so shameless plug, I have to um, take a moment for our for my sponsor. And my sponsor is you. You are my sponsor. Sponsor. Why? Because I'm largely being demonetized, and there's no there's no uh, incentive to speak the truth right now. And I don't want to be owned by any kind of corporation that may even possibly be associated with any of these uh, people that I'm be breaking down in this video. So you are the sponsor, and that means my loyalty is to speak the truth to you, the viewers. And so, if you want to reciprocate, if you want to invest in your education, send your funds to Cash Sign Anoki the One if you feel pulled. And link is in the description. So first I will break down a dream that I had that largely led me to a lot of these, not led me to these revelations because I've been having these revelations for years and years and years. And I feel like this is God pushing me to speak about it because he, he, God is concerned. Okay. So, and y'all can feel how you want, but that's my experience. So this is the dream I had. I had a dream that this little girl had colorful ticks in her head. She was supposed to be taken care of, but the person watching her was too afraid to help her. She told blank, this is a guy um, that I know, to do it. And he was like, no, I got to go to a funeral. So she told me to put something in her hair. But I didn't think that was the right thing to do when I... And then, so... Right after I have dreams, I will interpret the dreams because I feel like right when I wake up, I still am in that uh, on that frequency of the dream that I had. I'm still in that realm. So I like to break it down right then and there. And so when I broke it down, the woman who was supposed to be the caregiver of this girl with this little girl with the colorful ticks in her head was a white feminist. OK, and then the guy that I mentioned was a pro black this is in january a pro black man so basically he was like i ain't got time for this i gotta go to a funeral george floyd type black lives matter type situation makes sense right so this girl and i intuitively knew so the 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 white feminist told me or said well let's just put some more stuff in her hair and i'm just like nah nah Obviously, you don't know nothing about natural hair. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I intuitively knew it, it it wasn't a good idea to put more into the girl's hair. We should take the damn tick out the girl's head in the first place. And tick this shit out. It's a tick. It's a parasitic thought, right? A parasitic thought about who this little girl is. And you can, this could be a little girl, a little boy, but basically... It represents LGBT, obviously, to me, okay? I don't know what y'all interpret this dream as, but that's what it meant for me. And that's what I my journey has been, is largely taking the damn ticks out my head throughout the years 
and then also while at the same time watching and this is just my own personal through reading books through you know just really observing and questioning everything and so then at the same time I am literally watching white feminists largely putting all kind of extra shit in people's head y'all know what I'm talking about if y'all are in the LGBT y'all know what I'm talking about the LGBTIA, BCDEFG. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Putting more things into little girls' heads. This is spiritual. This is a dream. Okay, y'all. I don't believe your dream. Your dream doesn't respect my feelings. Well, fuck it. It's my dream, bitch. You can't tell me what my dream's about. <laughs> ah! Ah! Okay. Uh, so, as far as the village structure, I talked about, I touched on it. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you for filth, bitches. I can't. St- oh, I hate when people take advantage of people. And that's 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 that is where my heart is. I just don't like when people are taken advantage of all these people involved. I'm going to tell you right now, these people have the greatest intentions. But if you if you don't have gatekeepers, if you distort the purposes of the gatekeepers and you have these false gatekeepers or these people that are huh, open up the wrong goddamn gates for your ass. Okay, <laughs> there's gonna be problem. Okay, so that I got, and a lot of people are a lot. They're like, "What? What's happening? What's going on?" They don't understand. And the Lord has been leading me and guiding me. I have been fortunate to not have switched up. God led me, like when I first came out, I was led to a book called um like right before I came out I was led to a book called what the bible really says about homosexuality now that just that's just like I know is all of your spirituality and uh then I was guided to the first person I ever came out to was a Christian counselor and she just so happened to tell me and I was bawling I was just like I'm about that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have sex with a thousand million people, and I'm gonna be a prostitute, and I'm gonna be stripping, and I'm gonna be on drugs and alcoholic. And <laughs> she's like, I don't want to do that shit. That's why I was still this lady. And uh, she's just like, girl, <laughs> and she's a black woman too. She's like, it's 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 you could you could be happy. You could have a happy family. Like you don't have to. You're not. You've not done. You've not changed. Okay, Th- just because you're gay or lesbian or whatever doesn't mean you're just gonna bust out wild and out. That if that's not your who you are, right? So that was a blessing. I was led directly to this woman, which is crazy. I had never heard that before in my life. I was 18. I had never heard that that was even possible. Like what in the Bible Belt? What? So I was led. And then I was continuously led to different information and I never lost my connection. Matter of fact, my connection with God got stronger <clears throat> because I was on the journey of being initiated as a gatekeeper. I didn't come out the gate and just go and date a woman. I didn't just come out the gate and was like, look, mom, this is my girlfriend. No, it was more of a spiritual journey. And so because of that, I have a totally different perspective than the average per- person. I never fit into the LGBT community and it wasn't meant. I've never fit into any goddamn community, period. But it was meant because it wasn't meant for me to 
be in those communities. It is meant for me to observe them and see them from the inside out and then to be able to break the stuff down that I'm about to tell y'all right now. It's crazy stuff. So let me read let me let me let me read some things for y'all. The gatekeepers stand this is homosexuality, the gatekeepers. This is chapter thirteen. If you if you get the book, I highly recommend it. The gatekeepers stand on the threshold of the gender line. They are mediators between the two genders. They make sure that there is peace and balance. Do you see how it's opposite now? Make sure that there's peace and balance between women and men. If the two genders are in conflict and the whole village is caught in it, the gatekeepers are the ones to bring peace. Peace. Gatekeepers do not take sides. They simply act as the sword of truth and integrity. Now, how different is that than what we have been experiencing? Please explain that to me. Usual in their daily life. That's why a group of women, for example, might gather and bring a male gatekeeper to help them understand certain village issues. The same thing happens on the other side with a female gatekeeper coming into the middle of the men's circle. How many of you women, you straight women, have a gay best friend who is a man, who's very feminine, who can tell you how to speak to a man, how to be with a man, how to pleasure a man, how to make up, do your makeup, how to do your hair, how to dress, <laughs> to attract men why some slow people are like you can't tell me how to be a woman if you're a man well he can tell you how to be attractive to a man if you're a woman because he is a man he understands it on a level that you don't quite understand it and he's a gatekeeper right same thing with masculine women okay masculine i'm out constantly in a circle full of guys like sometimes i wish i wasn't but that is the case a lot of times i play basketball i love making music making beats rapping i'm always surrounded by guys and i don't mind it these are the people that i am the most i have the most in common with we could play 2k 15 20 and people are like oh yeah that's the perfect girl bruh I ain't got time for that shit. That's the stuff that annoys me. But there is a purpose for me to be in. I've, I've, I have served my purpose many times as a female gatekeeper, helping guys to understand women, understand like, and also to understand men on a level where it's like, I understand toxic femininity. I understand toxic masculinity. I understand how they work together to create foolishness right and that is the main purpose of gatekeepers it's the main purpose of gatekeepers it doesn't matter if the gatekeeper is a uh, is intersex where they have both masculine and feminine physical uh features from birth it doesn't matter if that gatekeeper is bisexual if they're lesbian if they're non-binary because the whole concept of non-binary you're basically acknowledging that there is a binary, but the spiritual truth is that when you come to the kingdom, you are neither male nor female, Jew nor Gentile. You are all one in Christ Jesus. Okay. You're all, we are all one, right? We are all different expressions of the one all connected. So by saying non-binary, you're creating a binary. So you're creating a division. 
that was not there before. And also it's not true because we are the ones that <laughs> it's like it distorted. It's a distorted truth, which is what the devil does all the time. Distort the truth, gives you a little piece of truth and then a, a whole lot of bullshit. So basically non-binary is true. None of us are binary. We all are both masculine and feminine. We all have both. This is the law of gender. The law and order, law and order. The law of gender is that everyone, every single thing, everything in this universe has both masculine energy and feminine energy. So the concept that there's 97 genders doesn't make a goddamn sense. It doesn't make a goddamn sense when the law of gender states that all of us have both masculine and feminine energy. That's the law. Okay. So what is the point of saying that you're non-gender? Or non-gender, non-binary. You're creating a division that doesn't need to be there. It's the same thing they do with when you come to the kingdom, Jew nor Gentile. This whole race stuff is bullshit. I've I the Lord has led me to debunk the bullshit of race and racism because my first cousin, ten generations back, is George Washington, and not through slavery, but because of pro- close proximity. Why, what black people, pro-black people, and white supremacists both don't want us to acknowledge is that we are both closely related. We are far more a white person who has been here for hundreds of generations and a black person who has been here for hundreds of generations is far more likely to be related to each other than for a white person to be related to some a European in Europe right now or an African in Africa right now. You have historical documents that you've been here for 500 years. You really think you're more closely related to this person way over here? Does all, they have historical documents? No. We are related, fool. So, and not to say you're fool because this is how we were trained. So the purpose of this is to break down how we have been largely manipulated in bullshit. Okay. So how did this all start? Largely the eugenics movement. If you talk about LGBT issues, if you talk about racial issues and you don't talk about eugenics and you just want to talk about systemic racism and you just want to talk about oppression, these flurry words that you cannot define, you cannot say, well, this is where it came from. This is exactly what happened. Then it's it's, it's always going to be bullshit and it's going to be manipulated by the goddamn devil. It's going to, it's really easy. You can call the devil a negative energy, a satanic energy. You can call it the elite energy because they are satanic. Um, or whatever you want. 1010. It's 1010 a.m. Bam! I'm on the right track. Let's go! Okay. So, eugenics. Eugenics. And I actually have a picture. I'm probably going to post it. Maybe. Um, eugenics is the self-direction of human evolution. That sounds wonderful. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound great? The self-direction of human evolution. But the truth is, it's actually the self-direction of human destruction, of human genocide, self-directed evolution of human genocide. Basically, these people 
the the founder of it, the creators of it, they were elite white people, not poor white people, not middle class white people, elite, rich, rich white people. Some of them may have been black as well. Some of them were black. Some of them were women. Some of them were men. They decided that we are not in competition as far as population size as these unfit people, these feeble-minded niggas, basically, is what they were saying. Literally. Um, that's racism. That's real. This is racism that you can say, boom, it's right there. This is, you can link it, you can track it, you can go forward with it you can look up these people's names and then you can see what they implemented you can read their books you can read books on eugenics like bill gates is reading books on eugenics his father was a uh eugenicist was the head of eugenics okay and then he became the head of planned parenthood okay so this is their goal their goal is to to get people to destruct destroy themselves self-hatred create self-hatred create division so people will run to them for a solution on how to cure the diseases that they create and by curing the diseases that they create they destroy the minds of the people largely okay if you have not watched the cost of fear you need to because it breaks this down a lot I talk a lot about eugenics on the last episode. So, and this is a har- lar- largely shadow banned. The first episode of uh, of the Cost of Fear was removed for no reason, but then, but because I broke down Bill Gates all the way down, all the way down early. Okay. So, when you understand that, and then I'm gonna read a quote by a eugenicist, the founder of eugenics. Francis Galton, okay? Average Negroes possess too little intellect, self-reliance, and self-control to make it possible for them to sustain the burden of any respectable form of civilization without a large measure of external guidance and support. So basically, you niggas need help. We need to educate you. We need to doctor on you. We need evangelize you and if we don't evangelize you because y'all don't want us to evangelize you because y'all don't be feeling it in our churches we are going to train your pastors on how to evangelize you we're going to tell them the talking points that we need talked about and we're going to take out the talking points that we don't want you know talking about okay largely happen and then you have margaret sanger which i recently learned more about than I knew. I knew she was an evil bastard, but I didn't know she was a feminist. She's a eugenic feminist. I did not know that that term was a term, that it was even a thing, but it makes sense. Basically, eugenic feminists, okay, the feminist movement rose largely out of um, the fact that these eugenics men starting in the 18 late 1800s 1880s decided that they they need their women to do nothing more than have children because they're in competition we need you you can't do anything that and they're also they also did this 
way earlier in the English colonies, they used the Bible to force people to only have sex to procreate. That's the only time because we trying to we trying to populate the earth. We got a problem here. We need some soldiers. We got we need people. So these people, these men, these white men were heavy on the pregnancies with these white with their elite women. They wanted them to do nothing. You, I don't need you getting educated. I don't need you getting a job. No, that's going to take away from you bearing my children. You're my property. I need you to create more property for me. And these these kids are going to help us with the farm. We need. Okay. We need descendants. We need some more descendants. Okay. So these women was not feeling that. And they were like, ah, fuck this shit. I am not about to play with you. I'm about to take autonomy of whether I have a child or not. But at the same time, you ha- they've been trained. These are largely white people. And don't assume that black people were just slaves at this time because a lot of black people were not. Okay, this is the late 1800s. It was over. Okay, a lot of us had our land, had our land, had our communities, had our black Wall Streets. We had our towns we were farming we are we were completely and totally self-sufficient living our best lives educating ourselves we had our own damn schools okay had our own shit churches everything largely in the 1800s and beyond so these white women were trained in the mindset of eugenics to believe in this so the attack that the white men would do because they were eugenicists, they were studying this in college um, and in the universities, that's the whole purpose of them, um, to know how to manipulate, to know how to create propaganda. They were working with the Nazis, okay? This is where the Nazis learned how to do what they do. They learned it from the United States eugenicists, okay? So these people would come up with all kinds of terms psychological terms psychology rose out psychiatry psychology rose out of eugenics diagnosing people with feeble-mindedness and these feminists you can look this stuff up these feminists were getting diagnosed with diseases like andromaniac andromaniac some of these are still in use with different names. Andromaniac basically was a term that started off as something meaning that these the, this is a disease that causes women to be dissatisfied with being a housewife. Then they started to make it more and more things. This is a disease that caused women to have mannish behaviors. And then it became from andromaniac then it became nymphomaniac the woman is a nymphomaniac because she wants to have a whole lot of sex and that is a mannish trait still use that today um i'm trying to spinsters i'm trying to remember what spinsters means y'all can look up spinsters i was reading it in the invention of heterosexuality this book wonderful i recommend it because it it shows how sexuality 
was scientificized and psychologized for the purpose of suppressing women in the first place. Like originally it was to suppress the sexuality of women and also men, but largely women because men, well, you don't have the egg, so you can just do whatever you want with whoever you want. Okay. Women, you're going to, <laughs> you're going to create the descendants. You are going to like, well, I need you to make babies. I don't need you doing nothing else. I don't need to think about nothing else. Baby, baby, babies, baby, 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 baby. babies. That's it. So then that arose self birth control. Now we need to control the births, the feminists. We need to control that. We need to have autonomy. We need to be able to go to school and get educated. We need to be able to not be knocked up by you niggas because y'all some assholes. I know what you're trying to do, right? I'm trying to go to school. I'm trying to have a job. Y'all are some haters. You're not going to stop me. And largely, these men were insecure. They didn't want to give the power to women. They would rather give the power to black men before they gave the power to women of any kind, okay? So you need to know that they was given power to black men largely. There were black slave owners throughout history in America. I have a list if you want to think that this is a theory or that they were just they were just slave owners to uh, buy out their family members. It's bullshit. I have the Lord led me. Right. And also that 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 scripture that I said I'm going to tell you the full scripture, okay? Break it down for you, because y'all always want to be religious and don't even know what you're talking about. Y'all be omitting stuff. Okay, this is Galatians 3.28. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. What people don't realize is that all types of people were... Jews and Gentiles, all types of people were slaves and free and slave owners and slaves. All types of people were, of course, male and female and everything in between. But there's none of that bullshit in Christ Jesus. We're all one. That's the whole purpose of this video and that's the purpose of this channel because whenever you seek truth, it'll always lead you to oneness when it comes to any of these issues. If it, it leads you to division, nine times out of 10, it was elite planned. Nine times out of 10, it was eugenics based because that, that was just the world that they decided to create in order to compete competition, to compete with the other races, to compete with the feeble-minded, with the, the, the Irish. They, didn't, they couldn't stand Irish people. They couldn't stand Jews. They couldn't stand anybody but their elite British colonies, British elite people okay so largely this was and that makes sense that the person in my dream was a little girl with colorful with a colorful tick because it originally was to manipulate women and leave them uh as far as the lg the whole lgbt creation the community the, the creation of it, the creation of the propaganda, not the creation of the people because people are born this way. So in, in the Bible, I'll break that down, right? The elite use uh, uh, eunuchs 
And in the royal family, in the royal courts, they use eunuchs. In the Bible, it talks about eunuchs. People always like to, to avoid this part as well. This is what Jesus said about the people who um, basically he was talking about. This is in Matthews nineteen eleven. He was talking about marriage. People are always talking about, this. well, Jesus didn't have to say anything about gay people because he said that marriage is between a man and a woman. Okay. But they also avoid this part, the rest of the verses, where it talks about eunuchs. And he talks about how if a man uh marries a woman and tries to get a divorce it basically is a sin unless it was because of immorality or some other stuff and basically he was just like if you go get married to a woman and then divorce her and then marry someone else that's committing adultery Ooh, why how come the damn religious people don't ever talk about that shit okay some of y'all feeling away maybe you should i'm not judging that's what jesus said i didn't say it so then he talks about well, this is not the case for all people. He said it's better to not even marry if you're just going to get a divorce. Then he said this is not, this message is for all who can receive it. There are some people who cannot receive this message because it's not for them. Let's see who those people are. Who does it sound like to you? Not all men, this is Matthew's 19.11, not all men can accept this statement, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who are born that way from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who are made eunuchs by men, and there are also eunuchs who made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. He who is able to accept this, let him accept it. Who do you think Jesus is, is, is talking about when he said eunuchs? If you research eunuchs, they will say eunuchs is a man who is castrated and who protects the women's quarters. They understood the purpose of eunuchs so deep that they were cast in bi biblical times. They were castrating men so they could be eunuchs for the courts and protect the women because as far as like royalty royalty is about bloodlines so if you have your enemy busting through your gates busting through your house while you're at war all the men are at war with the with their female gatekeepers who were warriors who had the intuition to know not to go around this corner with a thousand men when we only got a hundred i don't feel right about this right here i don't feel right about what this person said female warriors with the people they don't like to talk about that but we was up in there okay so they knew that this is also in ancient asian cultures they had eunuchs if there were not enough eunuchs born intersex people that are more feminine uh trans people who trans basically trans men uh that were more feminine gay men who are more feminine basically if there are not enough of those people born who are not attracted to women who i don't have to worry about raping my children or my wife or fall in love with my wife well then we're going to have to create eunuchs made that way by men castrate the men so they don't have the testosterone sometimes it was worse than castration transitioned to protect 
the women's quarters. Okay. So some of y'all who are in the know of what's going on with sex trafficking, with the Epstein's, there's just, this is going to have to be two or three videos because this is such a important part of the whole thing. Okay. Through propaganda, through the pastors, okay, they literally, these eugenicists literally like what, let me me break down what Margaret, Margaret Sanger said. I was going to, I got off on something else. This is the founder of Planned Parenthood. They just, they're just deciding to take her name off the Planned Parenthood building, but the, the techniques are exactly the same. doesn't make sense. doesn't matter. You can kill, you can destroy all the, 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 the statues. You can take all the plaques names, but if the people in the companies and the cor- corporations are still doing the same thing, well then what are you doing? Okay. This was her intent. You're destroying her history so you don't you can't look her up and be like, well damn, this bitch is a racist. Why am I going up in here? Okay, hello. Um, so this is a quote from her. The most successful educational approach to the Negro is through a religious appeal. We don't want the word to get to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. Okay. Now, at the same time that they are pushing this feminism on black women, which it's eugenic feminism on black women because they don't care about black women because they don't want black women to exist. They don't want black women. And that's where there's attack on black women that everybody is just completely blind to. Oh my God, black women are doing great. Black girl magic, where's nothing? Even though hundreds of thousands of black women are disappearing, going missing, getting killed. What? Um, so yeah, large attack on the black women. Okay. So they got these eugenicists, you need to go get an education and you don't need to have children young. You don't need to, you need to get a job, even though they know good and goddamn well that they don't intend on giving you a job after you didn't spend your hard earned money on the education and all this other bullshit. But yeah, you, we need upward mobility. You know what I'm saying? So these women would get pregnant at a young age and they would be like, the pastor would be, oh, you got pregnant out of wedlock. You can't let that child have come. What? So then now you have all these children, or all these people who are now, these black women who are now uh, getting all these abortions practicing all kinds of techniques as far as birth control like you know what that's right i do want to do this then third it was all manipulation and yes you can say pro-choice blah 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 whatever but just know that it was a racist that put these thoughts into your head okay just know that part the real racist people so at the same time at the same time at the same time pastors are gatekeepers so then you have to realize and that's why they went to the pastor. And if the pastor is a true gatekeeper, right, the pastor is going to be able to sauce out when they're being manipulated, right? So 
largely they're basically like two or three we need two or three main negro pastors and then we can get all of them right well what they basically noticed i'm sure they figured out uh homosexuals were largely up in that bad boy and we are there to read you for filth we are the gatekeepers we are the protectors of the gate you ain't about to come up but what you ain't just about to walk through this church like that no 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 or you may come in here and have a conversation and the gatekeepers right there and uh you, margaret singer is having a conversation with the pastor and you have a gay man or a gay woman right there and the second margaret singer walks out and you're like let me let me talk to you real quick this bitch is racist hell no he ain't doing that shit read you for filth right so what do they have to do they have to get the damn gatekeepers out of the gates we got to get them out of the community we have to force them out we got to get these people to self-direct these black people to self-direct they gate their own gatekeepers we gonna keep our gate we might even we might we might even adopt their gatekeepers because these they're powerful we are going to get them to self-direct their own gatekeepers out of their community once we can get them out once we can get them to believe that they are are products of hell of the devil that they are sick sinful that they need psychological help our psychological help where we're going to electrocute them do surgeries on their brain to make them straight prayer manipulation get the demon out of them exercise all kinds of that we gonna spend all this energy and time trying to get you to not be what you are so you can't even think about being a gatekeeper because you are constantly spiritually attacked physically emotionally every kind of way attacked to where you can't even focus on keeping the gates of the community because your own community is kicking you out the goddamn community so then you have generations of 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 black communities and this is largely done through television and through particular black pastors. And we all know preachers, pimps, politicians. A lot of preachers are pimps and po politicians. I'm not going to say no names. But um, that's what you have. And they're kicking the gay people you're kicking the gatekeepers out of the community to where now you have these evil black men you have these evil white and white women and white men coming into the open and they're opening the gates to everybody because guess what we gonna get the pastor so you got an incentive we're gonna make you famous we're gonna give you power we're gonna put you on tv we're gonna give you money you're gonna be rich you're gonna be famous you're going to be powerful. They're going to praise you as a god, these black people, okay? And so then you can have televangelists where it's all, all you need is three or four because we got the television. We got the radio. Well, you just preach to everybody now. You Don't listen to your pastor that you have in the neighborhood. Listen to this guy, okay? These guys, they're always men, all of them men, black men. They rather, they will exalt the black man before they exalt the white women and or women period or gay people 
so all of y'all who I, I'm not gonna get it. This is gonna be, that's gonna be another video, but um, 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 so yeah, largely taken advantage of by black men, and like I said before, black men have been slave owners largely in America. They have been slaves also, but they have been slave owners for white people and black people, slave magnates, which means hundred plus slave. So they didn't have a hundred plus family members at that point to take their family in. So let's get, let's, 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 let's tell the truth to shame the devil. Okay. Let's tell the truth and shame the devil. Okay. That's what I'm here to do. Okay. So hold men accountable and read y'all for filth and be honest. Like these are the people that I came here to protect because at the same time, this false exaltation there, there, a lot. We all know a lot of black men have been put on a pedestal only for them to throw you in jail or kill you, right? MLK. Y'all need to do some research on MLK. A uh, huge uh, gatekeeper for the black community, not MLK, Malcolm X, who, if you read his um documentary which people try to debunk even though his doc his not documentary his um latest book by i don't know which uh, it's not alex haley because alex haley was a scam artist and he actually created roots which was actually originally written by the the he's he plagiarized a white man in a book called the african and he made up the root story he's and then and to the point where the man sued him and won in court tell me i'm lying he was the one who made the first bio uh, biography with malcolm x and he worked with malcolm x but also took pieces out of malcolm x's story and i think the bio uh, the autobiography didn't come out until after he died okay then the man who wrote the biography where it talks about how uh, Malcolm X was largely queer, which, of course, all the black men want to say, oh, the family just wanted money. And uh, it's not true. It's, 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 they're lying. Uh, he uh, he is the epitome of masculinity. And there's no way that he could possibly be queer and have sex with men for money, which he did. He they, The man who did this autobiography interviewed 400 plus people that were in uh, Malcolm X's life and the man literally w was killed probably or died right I think right before um, that autobiography, autobiography was published so when that happens or maybe right, right after either a day or so after or a day or so before and when that happens the media can put out propaganda and this is what they did with the gay community between the gay community and the black community in the seventies. I'm gonna break that down too. This is gonna, this is this is gonna be long. I told y'all, get ready. And also, if you want to reciprocate, if you feel like this is a value, this is information of value, hey, reciprocate, cash app, cash sign, Anoki the one. So, um, they killed him a day or so after. So when they do that, and there's an autobiography, all they all they had to do is create a smear campaign. And basically 
put together lies about how the movie in or not the movie how the book was written and this person can't go on the the news or go on anything to say no this is the person i got the resource for this is the person that so that's basically what happened so malcolm x is largely uh queer and it makes a lot of sense because that is the gatekeepers he was he opened so many damn gates that's why i've always been pulled to malcolm x way more than mlk and malcolm x broke down right before he dies largely probably why he was killed he broke down and said it not broke down but he broke it down and said that the uh brother elijah muhammad and this whole movement is funded by the kkk it's funded by the KKK. Do you hear? Did you hear what I said? Funded by the KKK, and he largely left because uh, Brother Elijah Muhammad was having making babies with underage girls. Now, a lot of people know about that part, but they don't know about the biggest part, which is really what got him killed, which is that they were funded by the same people, the same white liberals who funded the KKK to create a anti and a to create a racism and an anti-racism so you can take out the black people and the white people so you can depopulate that's how it works you create a racism anti-racism you create a black and a white you create pro-white and pro-black white supremacy black supremacy and they're doing the same thing killing each other because they don't care about white people they don't care about black people Unless they're elite. They care about elite black people. They care about their people that they use. Their puppets. But they don't care about anybody else. Same thing with white people. White people are largely like, fuck these hoes. We tired of this shit. Let's get together and take them out. (laughs) So if you're following me and you're that kind of white person, let's get them. You ain't got time for that. What I also wanted to say about Malcolm X is that he also came out and was talking about how the 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 march on wall street you can watch this i was led to this video on youtube you can hear it is in his voice it's real he was talking about how in the newspapers at the time this is right after the march on wall street he said the march on wall street started off as a real grassroots movement he said at that time malcolm x and all the civil rights leaders had lost um had lost credibility at the time okay story they won't tell you they had lost their credibility they had largely been funded by doing campaigns to get funded by white liberal liberals so they can continue you know their civil rights right so he said that the president at the time called the big six the six top black civil rights leaders and was like, what is going on in the streets? We got to stop this. What, what, what Are y'all running this? And they're like, nah, that's not us. I, 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 we can't help you. I mean, we don't have nothing to do with that. They didn't have any leaders. That's the beautiful thing. They didn't have anybody that was being manipulated. They didn't have anybody who had a financial uh, incentive or a fame incentive or any of that crap. They're just tired of it. And they're like, we marching. We ain't got time for this. I'm tired. It's real. It was real. Then he said, once they gathered the big six, because he has inside informants, Malcolm X, 
And also he's a gatekeeper. So he knows how to be led to open up different gates to get different information to be able to break it down for the everyday people to have this conversation with folks. He said that they got them together along with white liberals and paid them to go out and take control of the movement. So they got, I think he said they got paid like $300,000 before and like $300,000 after. So, and he, (laughs) I might even play the clip. And he was like, this thing was 100% controlled by the government and these white liberals, these white supremacists from the beginning, not from the beginning, but the second they, the big six swooped in and they covered it all over the newspaper. It's all, we still are hearing about the big six, the civil rights heroes. You got to be careful who they call a hero. Okay. They got paid by the white liberals, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You think they paid the people that are underneath them? You think they was paying the protesters? Do you think they was paying anybody? They probably was like, oh, yeah, you know, I ain't got it. They got hundreds of thousands of dollars. They, and that was in the 70s, I think, the 60s and 70s. So that's a lot of money, okay? That's close to a million dollars, I would say, in today's term. Um, they got like 300,000 and then another two or 300,000 after services rendered. Okay. After civil rights, after race hustling services rendered. Yeah, I know y'all don't want to hear about uh, y'all sacred cows, but I'm sorry. Malcolm X broke down. He's a gatekeeper. So that happened. And that just should make you think. And he was coming out saying it, talking about that. And then he was like, we need to be self-sufficient. We need to start building our own communities. You know who else was saying that around the same time? A white gay man named Carl Whitman. And I was, I got the, um, because all kinds of crazy stuff was happening. Medical things were happening to gay people. For one, they were doing shock therapy on gay people. They're doing conversion therapy on people. They were being kicked out of their homes for religious reasons. They were getting beat up and killed, and the police were looking the other way. Sometimes it was the police killing them. Sometimes they were getting raped and abused, right? So the gaming, and also realized that these eugenicists were wanting to take out the white people as well. It wasn't a black or white issue. They segregated the black and white people on the lower levels, not because they felt that the whites were superior, but because they didn't want them to come together and become independent and not need the elite and also compete as far as population, okay? So they created the division. They created the segregation, so if you don't know about history beyond that, in the 1800s, they was mixing like crazy. In the 1700s, they had to put laws in place to make sure that the non-elite black people and white people were not mixing together, not getting married, and not having children, okay? So, Carl Whitman, okay? Carl Whitman, this is right after Stonewall. They were protesting 
This was uncontrolled. They had no real leaders. They did have some trans leaders, but these trans leaders had no incentive. They didn't have fame. They didn't have any of they didn't have the 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 uh you know the illusion of power or any of this. This is a real movement, okay? And it created a stir. And bills were start they were like, oh. Same thing they did with the black people. We gotta infiltrate. We gotta do something. But right before that, in this area of time. In the early 1970s, when stuff, some stuff was actually real. Um, and there's always been things that are real, but they're just not publicized. They don't need you. They don't want you to know that. They don't know, want you to know what's really improving the communities. They will bash that. They will put propaganda on it and make you think that it's evil. That's what the devil does. Okay. Carl Whitman. Young Pharaoh actually put me onto this in a whole homophobic rant that he went on and i'm a person i'm not sens- I, I i can be sensitive but i'm not sensitive to people especially with people i don't know family i'm more sensitive i don't know you but i'm not taking this personal okay so i'm listening because i want to gain knowledge okay if i feel like it's true i ask god i want to know the truth tell me the truth lead me and guide me to the truth if it's true it's true if it's a lie it's a lie so he talks about this gay manifesto and he starts to read it. And I'm like, this don't sound right. This is, he's like, this is, this is the gay agenda. This is proof of the gay agenda. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to actually look it up for myself and see what it's about. Okay. And I was led to a gay manifesto from 1970 written by Carl Whitman. Okay. Listen real close. Carl Whitman was a a prominent figure in the LGBT uh, community at that time in San Francisco. And he broke, I was reading it expecting foolishness. I was just like, okay, this is about to be, because the stuff that Young Pharaoh was talking about was all about pedophilia, all about revenge, all about just creepy, weird stuff. Okay. So I was like, I can't imagine a gay person writing this stuff. So I'm listening to Carl Whitman. Okay. I'm reading it myself. You can go look it up from 1970, Gay Manifesto. And it reads like Malcolm X. And not only does it read like Malcolm X towards the end of his life where he's realizing we are all one. Like, let's work with each other and build and create. Okay. He was talking about how different things you have to realize that a lot of the people who are killing gay people were black men. Even in this time, white men, okay? It was men. Men were the biggest threat. Black men and white men, okay? So they talked about that, but they also talked about how we want to, we have to forgive. Unless we forgive, unless we educate, then we are not ever going to move forward because we can work with the black, the civil rights movement, the black civil rights movement. We can work with the immigration movement. We can work with the feminist movement. We can work with all the movements and find common ground because we all basically want the same thing, which is a better way of life, better survival, different things like that. So we have to be able to listen and understand what their issues are and fight with them. And then also, right. And also I was led to something where the black Panthers, um, I think it was Huey P. Newton was talking about how we want to work with the LGBT community because they, he, in his words, 
He said they are even more oppressed than the black man in America today. That's what it, it was in one of the books. So, and it's, if you think about it, that was the case at that time in the 1970s. So this is all what Carl Whitman was talking about. And, and he talked about a lot of different things. And he talked about being sensitive to lesbian women and to feminists because a lot of times men are arrogant and they don't understand and sometimes they can be um overbearing and try to take over okay uh so they have to be sensitive to that okay and then also he talked about the biggest thing that i knew was like okay yeah we got to get him he talked about building his own community he was like they're raising the rents up in San Francisco because they know that this is the only place that we can be without being killed and all this other stuff, right? We're spending our money at these these places. They're raising the rent. They don't care nothing about us. We're going to these coffee shops. We're going to these businesses, these places of businesses. We're going to these bookstores that cater to us. They have bl- gay stuff. I was going to say black stuff. They have gay, um, you know, magazines and all this other stuff. So they're jacking the prices up because they know there's no other place for us to go and get this stuff. So we need to get our own bookstore. We need to get our own. Who does that sound like? We need to get our own uh, neighborhoods and we need to police ourselves. We need to uh, protect ourselves. Who does that sound like? Sounds like Malcolm X. Okay. So what happens in the 1970s? The late 1970s? AIDS. AIDS okay there is no patient zero of AIDS this book is called AIDS the failure of contemporary science how a virus that never was deceived the world by Neville Hodgkinson's while I was doing my research on the coronavirus hoax I had a thought I was like, if this is such a scam, and then also I was also learning a lot about electromagnetic frequencies and how electromagnetic frequencies largely creates almost all the diseases that we have today, okay? The introduction of cell towers, okay? And basically, depending on your frequency, your emotional state, and the chemicals that are in your body, the things that you're eating, you will have different symptoms from these electromagnetic frequencies than other things, okay? So I have a book that talks about how AIDS is based out, of, like a lot of the symptoms of AIDS is based out of sexual shame, there are things your 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 feelings, your spirit, and your body are all one. They're all connected. So how you're feeling about yourself internally will affect your body, and she breaks down every single disease. Okay, and so I'm having this, and then I'm like, okay, well, what what is how does that connect to AIDS? Hmm. I was led to a document. I had to dig, 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 dig. In Africa, supposedly the first um, person to get Africa was not an African person. It was a uh, somebody who came from Africa, uh, came to Africa to visit from Europe somewhere. Okay, and in Africa, they did not have TV. 
okay? They didn't have the television as much at that time, okay, in the 60s and 70s, in the, the particular part of Africa that he was in. So he basically probably got some kind of virus or something from being around them or picked up some kind of germ from being around them. And then when he went back into Europe, where there is a lot of cell towers, there's a lot of, um, you know, electromagnetic frequencies floating around, then he started getting the symptoms of this disease, right? So then also in America, because it was promoted as a gay man's disease, and then also all the way in Africa is promoted as an African disease. Like, how does that work, Right. And then they was claiming it came from monkeys. Bullshit. In Africa, or in America, they called it the gay cancer. And a lot of the first people, there's no patient zero, so there was no first person who got AIDS. It was a group of gay men who got AIDS. How does that work? There was a lot of different stipulations. Some say it came from a vaccine at the time that they did an experiment on a group of gay people. And they started to have those reactions. And it wasn't transmissible through sex. They just had these symptoms because they were given a vaccine. But they promoted it as if it was because they wanted to exploit the gay community. Another concept. A lot of gay, there, not a lot, there's this tiny percent of gay men. A tiny percent of gay men who are having sex with a lot of people thousand plus people okay thousand plus different people there's a small population of gay men who are having sex with a thousand plus other men and that's a lot of people so they're catching all kinds of different sexually transmitted diseases and the combination of all those different uh sexually transmitted diseases plus they had drugs that they had created not gay people of course um because at the same time you had around the set there's so much going on you had a drug epidemic going on and so in the 70s there were certain drugs that were placed in the gay community that made men want to have sex even more but at the same time these drugs had a lot of heavy metals in them so things drugs that have a lot of heavy metals it makes you attractive to electromagnetic frequencies so when you're around when you're in a gay club speakers are literally pushing out electromagnetic frequencies okay so then you have this drug that has heavy metals in it so it's making you vulnerable to electromagnetic frequencies so you may be having rashes you may be having all kinds of different symptoms because of the drugs and because You've had sex with a thousand plus different people. So you already have a combination of different sexually transmitted diseases. And then now the doctors have this new thing that they can call it called gay cancer. And there's a lot to it. There's a lot. But I was watching the documentary. They talked about it. So then because in the beginning, in the onset, it was just a tiny population. It was just small, pe- a small amount. The second they got a test, whew, everybody got AIDS. All gay people are susceptible to AIDS now. All African people, are, everybody in Africa is susceptible to AIDS. Not only that, in the, the United States, they were saying, if you're gay, you're at high risk for 
uh, HIV and if you're Haitian. What? I just found that out today. So you mean to tell me if you are Haitian in, in, the, seven, in the 80s that you are in a higher risk of getting AIDS just by being Haitian? No, that's who they want to take out. They got beef because the Haitians whipped these fools' asses, kicked them out of Haiti, and now they're mad. So whenever you have a community that says that they are not about to play with these elite people, they are not going to be slaves anymore, they want to be free, they want to own their own stuff, they want to be so sufficient, just know that these elite are going to try to swoop down and say, oh, no, oh, no, you got a disease. We got to save you. We got to protect you. We got to make sure you live longer. Or we got to test you and make sure that you uh, don't have spencers. Uh, uh, make sure you're not an andromaniac because uh, basically you don't want to be a, a housewife anymore. Uh, so, and they're not going to tell you that. They're just going to say, oh, yeah, you just have uh, you seem to have anxiety. You seem to have uh, a, a sporadic. You're crying now. Uh, oh, you're upset. You are an andromaniac, right? They're going to give you all these symptoms. And then they're going to say that this is what you have anytime. And they're going to educate the doctors and the psychologists to believe that this is true, that this is a real thing, not knowing that they are trained to target a particular group of people for the purpose of taking them out, for the purpose of medicating them to the point where they are no longer a productive member of society. They can no longer think for themselves and think, you know what? I am about to get my own house, about to get my own car, about to get my own business, about to get my own city and my own school and my own state. I'm tired of y'all fools. Anytime, any group of people, it doesn't matter. You might be black, white, yellow, orange, uh, orange, orange man bad. Orange man is trying to get the comp the 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 world. He has been going to Africa saying, you know what? Y'all do need to be more self-sufficient. Forget these Chinese fools. Y'all don't need them. Nothing against Chinese people because Chinese people have been through horrible, horrible things under this communi under the communism that they're under. That's why they've been protesting. But get these China people, Chinese people out of your goddamn country and your 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 continent because they're trying to take advantage. You can build, you can grow, you can be self-sufficient. Saying the same thing to America, orange man. Saying the same, same things to Americans. You do not need food stamps. You can get a job. We're going to create more jobs for you. You can be a, a business owner. We're going to make sure that we have loans and situations in place where you can own your own businesses. We're going to put more money into your neighborhoods so, they, so you can get a job. So it's a better place for a business owner to come so that they can create more jobs in your neighborhoods, right? We're gonna cut down on crime of all kinds, black on black, white on white, any on any, okay? We're gonna cut that shit out, cut that shit out. Even though y'all don't wanna face it and talk about it, we're cutting that shit out. We don't have time for that. I don't care if you're sensitive, orange man, okay? So, so that was happening. And what happened <laughs> what happened with the gay with AIDS is that I'm gonna read an excerpt because it's such an emotional thing and that's why so many people don't question it for one 
And it's also why so many people who, even though they are presented with facts, they reject the facts in favor of their emotions. So this is, and this is why it was perpetuated, even in the face of insurmountable facts that a lot of the things that were happening were false. Okay, um, this is what one of the the doctor. Wait, let me see. A philosopher of science at the University of Massachusetts says, HIV is an entity of convenience that met the needs of powerful groups. Researchers competing for personal and national prestige, Dr. Fauci, the fit, I'm saying Dr. Fauci, because that's what he, the failure of the U.S. war on cancer, gay civil rights campaigners who wanted to remake AIDS as an equal opportunity killer, and the right wing who wanted an agent to con- concretize I feel like I'm saying that right. The wrath of God that they fantasize as visited upon gays. So let's break this down. HIV is an entity of convenience. How? He broke it down. And that was the the sword of truth. It was convenient for the researchers, the scientists, and the doctors because they failed when it came to cancer. Even though they've been getting funded for cancer research for the longest, even though at the same time they were ruining the lives of so-called cancer quacks, throwing them in jail, throwing them out of the United States for healing cancer in different various natural, cheap, non-pharmaceutical ways. Okay. Um, so they failed. This is in the 70s. They already had a drug prepared that they were prepared to use for cancer or something else. Okay. They had it already prepared. Then there's an opportunity to have this thing called AIDS, HIV, the gay cancer, to redeem themselves and to make this money. This is one part. Then you had the gay activists, the campaigners, gay the gatekeepers are naturally those people. They are naturally the gatekeepers, the protectors, the caregivers, because they are the people without children. They have an innate purpose to educate. They have an innate purpose to protest and go out in the streets. How many parents did not go and protest because they have children? They have children. If you don't have children, you don't intend to have children, well, then you're going to go out and protest. You're going to go out in the streets. You're going to do what you need to do. You're going to campaign. What they didn't realize that they were doing at the time is that they were campaigning. They were fighting. They were fighting for a drug to cure disease that these evil bastards had created, right, and, and, and blew up. They didn't, they didn't say, look, this small portion of gay men, there's a few gay men who did come out and say this, there's a small portion of gay men. I like this guy was like, I am one of them. I've had a, a thousand plus partners and I've had all these combinations of diseases and it's making me sick. It's making me sick. I need to stop. I need to slow down. I need to love myself. I need to heal from this colorful tick that is in my head because I have this colorful tick. I am I'm not able to serve my purpose, so I'm using all that energy, all that sexual energy, all that, all my gifts on other men instead of using it 
in my purpose as a creator as a gatekeeper and they of course he didn't say all that but that's basically what he was expressing so these people and then they use gay people to promote safe sex because they made sex unsafe by creating a sexually transmitted disease which was largely not even sexually transmitted disease only like the fact that like i said with the testing the testing now now any and everybody can get aids right now if you get tested right there's a lady on the documentary that i watched i think it was called uh house of numbers it's about aids watch that blow your mind everybody if you think that you've tested positive for hiv or aids watch that the woman said this is in the 90s the woman said she tested one time and got positive and she was scared and then she tested again and got undetermined then she tested again got negative and then she tested again got positive tested again got negative she's like well no what the hell because it's not based in biology it's literally the the your your diagnosis is literally based on what the manufacturer decides to create as the the diagnosis, the standards of the diagnosis. If you sit there and go to a, I, I, I recommend all of you to go to a gay clinic or a clinic that offers um, HIV testing and you get to asking them, how do they t- determine whether somebody has HIV and why do they ask for a questionnaire? They did this even more back then. They want to know if you're gay. They want to know how many uh, sexual partners you've had. They want to know all kind of inside details and information, okay? Because also, these details and information, they can use this to say, this is why you got it. Instead of the test is supposed to be testing you for something that is physically, biologically inside your body. No, they want to know so they can use this as fuel. If you say... If you take the test and you're like, well, I've never had sex before. I'm straight. I'm a straight woman. I've never had sex. But they're going to turn you around and they'll be like, what are you testing for? Right? But if you were to go forward with that test, you just might test positive. For what? I ain't had sex with nobody. How? How? They have no ammo. They have no ammunition. So that's the craziness. Okay? That is the craziness. So if you watch Pose, I'm going to make a video about Pose because... I love Pose. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But at the same time, I know history. And so when you know this history that I just told you and you watch Pose, it's going to be totally different. You're going to realize it's actually advertisement for prep. Now these fools in 2020, do you realize I I looked up how much funding it, I looked up how much funding that HIV and AIDS gets federally federal funding each year in 2019 hiv and aids funding was 34.8 billion dollars 34.8 billion dollars went to funding for aids 38 34.8 billion would it be that is a lot of money. Do you hear me? That is a lot of money. And did you hear what I just told you? 
Did you did you hear what I just told you how much of a scam this bullshit is? And now they're coming out with prep. Prep. Where they want you to put uh and and also what I didn't say is that the woman who said she tested positive and negative and positive and negative and all the other stuff, she said they were trying to get her on medicine, AZT medicine, which the AZT medicine was already created before AIDS ever even came out. She said she was in a group of people that had tested positive for HIV. And she said three out of the 10 women did not take the AZT medicine. Okay. Within a few months to a year, everybody in that group died except the three people who did not take the medicine. AZT was taking people out in days, in weeks, in months. If you watch polls, it reveals how that was happening. If you watch Pose, it reveals how old girl, the lead character, okay, in the beginning of season two, she was like, I'm feeling great. Came into um, came into the, the, the clinic. It's a white woman, doctor. She's a lesbian. She relates to the community. Um... And she's like, oh, we just ran tests on your T-cells and it looks like it's down. We're going to have to diagnose you with AIDS and recommend you get some medicine. She's just like, wait, I'm, I am at the, I feel good. I feel young. I probably run a few laps. What you talk about? Your t I'm sorry to tell you that your T-cell count is low. Do you know that T-cell, your T-cell count can be lowered by being pregnant? Your T-cell count can be lowered by being in the sun too long. Your T-cell count can be lowered by all kinds of different things. And they're using this to determine that people have AIDS. You know how much emotional and spiritual and all kinds of trauma that your mind, body, and soul goes through when you have been conditioned to believe that AIDS is a death sentence? And then they're recommending medicine that will kill you? And then when you say, no, I'm not too sure about this medicine because I know I've seen people getting sick. I know your culture is not used to medicating. I know your culture doesn't trust doctors. But you just you just need to love yourself enough. You need to love yourself enough to take this death pill is what they were doing. That it literally, that's literally what it was a pill of death so then now they have now they've we've revolutionized AIDS medicine and now you can live longer well you would live a lot longer if you didn't believe the fear mongering if you didn't go and get tested every single time think about this also every single time you test you are upping your chances of getting a false positive there's a a documentary called positively false and it's about hiv and aids you can watch it on youtube okay so if you are if you in the entire community is pressuring everybody to anytime you have sex without without protection or just period you go and get an hiv or aids test well nine times out of ten at least at at some point you're going to test positive because that's just the nature. The more you take the test, the more chances you get of having a positive 
test result. People who not, don't take the test, they're not going to get a positive re- result. The people who only test once in their life and they're like, oh, I'm negative, and then they never test again. But if you're constantly testing, and then when you test positive, you're like, oh, we have to call all your last partners. So then you're calling all the people who this person has sex with and they're, uh, I think they were required by law to give the phone numbers to all the people who had tested, po- uh, who they had had sex with, right? And then you're calling these people in to get a test and you know that they had sex and you put it into the computer and then now the computer is saying, oh, five out of the 10 people that you just had sex with now has HIV, and then you had to move you had to live with all that guilt and then they're giving you medicine that kills you but everybody is pressuring pressuring you to take the medicine because it's the only chance of survival do you see how crazy this is do you see how horrible this is taking a whole generation of gay people out completely okay do you hear me do you hear me and then The conditioning was so bad. So then let's go back to the gay manifesto. Carl Whitman, he made the gay manifesto in 1970. This is right before AIDS dropped. Okay, I was led to this. Right, it pouring down. Right before AIDS dropped, he put this out. In 1986, he tested positive for HIV. And this is another thing. A lot of people were committing suicide because they test positive and they think they're going to die and they don't want to die sick. Horrible young people dying. It was genocide. It was medical genocide. And we don't see it as that because we still think that it's real. We still believe the the lie that they've told us. Okay. So it's just a mess. So in 18 in 1987, a new gay manifesto comes out. Now Carl Whitman committed suicide in 1986. A new gay manifesto comes out in 1987. It was recognized by the congressional records. The congressional records. Oh, I wonder why. Now, this new gay manifesto was created by a man named Michael Swift that nobody knows. He was never in the gay community at all whatsoever. He was just supposedly an anonymous call or anonymous letter sender sent the letter into a magazine and the magazine went out into publication and it's foolishness basically what they did was propagandized the original gay manifesto he took the thoughts the emotions the small little emotions some things and put it into this new gay manifesto which was riddled with pedophilia which was not at all in the first uh the first uh, gay manifesto. Manifa- matter of fact, he has a whole paragraph talking about how the cops and the pastors and all these people are trying to deem them as pedophiles and trying to uh, make them seem like they're the predators when the cops and the men were being predators to them, beating them up and doing all this other stuff. So it's crazy. So then they take some of the things that he was saying, tiny things. Like, just to, like, basically to help you understand the mind of a gay man. 
to where okay this is the things that these are the problems that are happening so he take this is the problems that are happening and then they flip it and be like oh okay now we're going to uh rape your sons and daughters and we're going to do this and we're going to do that it's crazy if you read the new uh propagandized congressionally record uh, uh recognized version of the gay manifesto and it just so happened to conveniently fall into the hands of pro-black people who already feel like there's a gay agenda, right? And then so Young Pharaoh bringing this back up, they have they have been putting this into the hands of pastors, using this to get pastors to condemn gay people, and then they have aides to condemn gay people, right? I talked about how this this uh person who's working on the ground floor on AIDS was talking about how it's a a disease of convenience because it gives these gay people a purpose something to fight for and then at the same time it gives the religious right-wing people super right right-wing uh religious people a biological basis to say that being gay is a sin because god is killing them so then you had the parents of these gay people even more pushing them out of the house wouldn't even come to the funerals when they died it's just if you really understand if you really know the history if you really have it broken down all the way because you can't trust a a pro-black man to break it down all the way you can't trust like this this is what my dream is that you can't trust a a white feminist to break it down all the way okay so yeah so this is happening so now what do they do in the 80s and the 90s? They're blowing up gay people. They're exalting gay people at the same time, same way that they exalt black men at the same time. They're exalting black family. They're exalting, right? Ooh. Lord, it is really pouring down. That's a sign. Confirmation. And I'm doing this. Ooh, that's deep. They're exalting these groups of people, but at the same time, pitting them against each other so and this is in the media this is largely in hollywood this is largely in the schools this is largely in the churches so the people on the ground floor are doing the deeds of eugenics the people on the ground floor are self-directed evolution of destruction they're doing the self-directing of their own demise through division through jealousy through hatred through you know, feeling like they're justified by God to kill people. Feeling like they're justified by whatever, you know, justified by AIDS to fight for it and to fight for, you know, safe sex, which is really kind of like a fallacy and a, basically a way to um, get people to not have children because it is largely rare to get AIDS through the it said you have to have sex with somebody a hundred times to get AIDS I also talked about how the testing is false a lot of times I also talked about how there's a lot of components that come together to create the actual symptoms for what was really called AIDS I also talked about how the medicine was what was AIDS largely in killing people it was the medicine that was killing people right so then you have this notion of safe sex safe from what if you're not having a thousand plus partners you're fairly safe right 
So crazy. So then they made it save you from having children. So then they blew up this abortion and they could come easily come in and through the churches in and through the education. You, you have all the children being taught the same thing because largely homophobia, even before 1930s was a white thing in America. Okay. And they put it on black people later on. Okay. When they went into their schools. So now everybody is being indoctrinated in this. And so then you have a bunch of foolishness. People killing each other. Genocide. Genocide of gay men. You have genocide of black unborn children through Margaret Sanger with Planned Parenthood as designed. And then now, moving forward, continuing the rise of the LGBT. And then now you have in in their celebrity uh, uh promoted all this other stuff and uh now you have largely t it's just t t and n non-binary and transgender lgbt lgb unless you are pushing the same agendas the same uh uh like fighting for the same things as transgender people and non-binary who were just recently just trying to survive okay just recently just wanting to be accepted as trans and whatever now it's become a whole crazy thing okay i watched it happen I was working in, and this is all at the same time, I was working in homeless shelters. And at the same time, I was working at a community center. I was volunteering at a a LGBT center slash clinic, okay? Because I wanted to be involved in the community and see what's going on, Okay. At the homeless shelters, I'm seeing gay people, trans people. Everybody is black at this particular homeless shelter, for the most part, black and Latino. And they're just trying to survive. Nine times out of ten, they've been kicked out for being gay, for being trans. And they're in this homeless shelter and trying to survive. Okay? They're trying to get jobs, all this other stuff. Two different homeless shelters were largely like that. I go to this LGBT clinic and I see, this is in like 2015. I see white children. I see white people. I see white children being brought to this LGBT center. And also these people are largely, they're not talking about being LGBT at all. Matter of fact, the people that work there are largely homophobic, but they have, they're in, an LGBT area, and they have a bunch of LGBT people there. I was just like, "What? Why are you here, bitch? What are you here for? If you're gonna be homophobic, I don't understand. Like, you should know that there's gonna be gay people, trans people here. What? So, but black people. So, you have this LGBT center. I see nothing but white children." teenagers because largely nothing but white children and teenage white parents are going to bring their children to a lgbt <laughs> the teenagers to a lgbt center 
okay black people and they were like oh my gosh i don't know i don't understand why we don't have more black kids here and i'm just like well uh i don't know if you know this but black people are still largely homophobic so and even if they were not homophobic they're not going to bring their child to an lgbt center with other white people hello so they wanted me to be the token black person to rally up the black kids make them feel comfortable but bitch i don't feel comfortable so how am i gonna do that so <laughs> i'm reading them for filth i'm being a gatekeeper so i'm watching these kids i'm watching these kids talk about heteronormative behaviors i'm hearing them talk about non-binary i'm hearing them talk about i identify i you know i've realized that i identify as he him and they're full-blown feminine looking i identify as he and him and i would appreciate it everybody identify me as that and they have other kids i'm they and them because i don't fit in any of them you know i'm just you know i don't know yet and then i'm trans I'm trans, but I'm, I don't I don't know if I want to transition or anything like that. My parents, I'm not sure if they're going to allow me to get the, um, the uh, you know, the drugs to be able to do it. And, and then <laughs> they're breaking down Netflix movies and, 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 and documentaries that have nothing but goddamn white people in them. I'm the only black, I'm the only black person in there. And if you call any of them the wrong pronoun. It's fighting words. You're going to have a problem. It's going to be silence. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I uh, I, th- I forgot to call you they and them. I just really struggle, struggling. I don't know what they and them looks like. And then you have black people. A hop and a skip away. They're homeless. They're trans. They're gay. They're bi. They're not talking about none of this. They're talking about survival. They're talking about family. They're talking about. They're talking about life. Okay, and these children over here are talking about heteronormative, there's 96 gingers, all this, all this, this is the the difference, this is the the, big difference, if you ever wonder why there's a pride and then there's a black pride, this is largely why, a lot of these people are... They have the best of intentions. I'll say they have good intentions. They have good intentions, but they're disconnected. They're not connected, okay? And they are largely funded on the, 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 they're funded to do two things. They're funded to indoctrinate the white children, and they're funded to uh, test the black people and the black children so they will go out of their way to find where black people are black gay men black gay people and bring their tables and their testing kids to test or to serve it well how does it feel to be a black man a black gay man in in the black community okay content okay right so we're not and then i went there for for because they have next to nothing therapy there it's almost free but all the therapists are white. I went there thinking that maybe, oh, let's see how, how it is. Did a session with somebody. The girl was like my age. And I'm talking about life. And she asked me what kind of girl I'm attracted to. 
And I could tell she meant what race of woman am I attracted to? I said black women. I'm attracted to black or mixed with black. This is a white woman my age. She's like, oh, hmm. basically, didn't expect that. I thought you were going to say you were attracted to white women. Maybe we could date. Bitch, get out of my goddamn face. I'm out this bitch. <laughs> so pissed. I was like, really? So there's a disconnect. There's a lot of white people that are running this LGBT movement that are racist as fuck. We all know it. We don't be talking about it. But they're racist as fuck. They're disconnected as fuck. Okay? And now you have this big trans movement where you have you have this tiny percentage of the overall human population who are actually truly transgendered okay i have a cousin who's transgender a a transgender black woman i have a cousin who is transgender man okay my this transgender man just recently became transgender after this movement transgender woman had been transgendered for a long time okay so the issues of real trans people the tiny percent are totally different especially black are totally different than these white ass men that are out here Talking about I'm non-binary. Bitch, no, you're not. You're a fucking white man. You're the same goddamn white man. Hold up, wait. I'm going in. I'm tired of this shit. You're the same kind of white man, okay, that was telling white women that they got andromania. They're andromaniacs because they don't want to be a goddamn housewife. So you have that same energy. You're coming to me with the same fucking energy, bitch. You're coming to me with the same energy. I'm a black gay masculine woman okay and you're coming to me bitch with that same entitled ass energy and you're you're telling me that you're a you're full-blown man you're a full-blown ass man you're not even trying to pass as any goddamn thing you're full-blown ass white fucking man and you are telling me that i have to That I have to respect and look at you and know that you are A, they or them. When you're a grown ass man with a beard, all kind of hair everywhere, goddamn, I don't know. You're telling me that I have to also identify you as she or her if I don't even know who the fuck you are. And if I don't know who the fuck you are, I have to ask you, bitch, you're a grown ass fucking man. You're a man. You're a man. Man, sir, no. That is totally different than a damn transgender person. Than a person who was born biologically male and transitions or makes an effort to transition and to present as a female. So they are then transitioned from male to female or female to male this bullshit ass non-binary shit is open the damn door wide open for a bunch of dumb ass white men to take advantage like they always fucking have okay i don't hate white men I think some white men are the greatest things on earth. I think some black men are the greatest things on earth. I think some white women are the greatest things. I think there's great people everywhere. But they are so there are 
some ass wipes. There are some ass hoes. We have to identify. Y'all want to identify some things? You want to? You want me to identify? I will identify. I'm about to read your ass. I'm about to read your ass for filth. I'm about to identify the fact that y'all are full of shit. You're being pushed by Hollywood, and you want me to think that this is some real shit in California and New York. You want me to rock around and know what the fuck they and them looks like, bitch? No. I don't know what that looks like. And I'm not. (laughs) I get the fucking frustration that people have because it only means anything in this silly ass bubble that they I literally watch them create through entitled ass white women, entitled ass white children. okay, entitled. These motherfuckers are entitled. They could have easily brought their asses across the goddamn street. And had a conversation with some black people that were gay, that were trans, that were lesbian, that were homeless, bitch. And you want them to understand that your ass is fully presented as a fucking man. I'm just, I got to read you bitches for filth. I'm not going to be sensitive no more. Y'all feelings need to be hurt. You need to cry. If you're crying, you need to cry, bitch. I don't have time for that shit. Because you're crying because of goddamn hormone pills. You're not crying because of me. You're No, bitch. This is very different than transgender. I, I'm just sorry. We need to have some. We need to. We need. We need to stop it. I'm sorry. Okay. I get it. I, I watch these people. I watch these children being indoctrinated. Okay. And being triggered as fuck. When I'm across the goddamn street. And I'm seeing. I'm seeing people that look like me that are homeless that are just grateful that I'm there and that I see them and that I am not demonizing them for existing. Okay? That is that uh, uh, what? And these silly fools will come over to the even if they were even if they did come over and a transgender woman who is black we're a misgendered, a grown-ass man who is presenting as a grown-ass man and doesn't call them they or them or he or her or she, they will be offended. That's where I have a problem. That's where I have a problem. If you are offended, bitch, you need you need to be offended, bitch. You need to be offended by the fact that you have been brainwashed by these assholes, these eugenics, to be a part of a social justice warrior. We don't know shit. When you don't know shit, you don't know shit. Period. You don't know shit. The only shit that you know is the shit that they have programmed you to know you would know a lot more if your ass walked across the fucking street and had a goddamn conversation with a goddamn black person instead of taking on the black oh let's read let's read what this eugenicist said and this is the thing that makes me so upset with black people too it's just like bitch you are intelligent you are powerful you are smart you don't need these silly ass motherfuckers telling you what the fuck to do. I've been cussing a lot. This is not for your children to watch. This is for the parents. This is for the adults. 
this is not for the generation X or Z because y'all silly is y'all have been brainwashed and you're sensitive and you're triggered by every little piece of thing. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry, but not sorry. This is what a eugenicist said. Average Negroes possess too little intellect, self-reliance, and self-control to make it possible for them to sustain the burden of any respectable form of civilization without a large measure of external guidance and support. This is a founder of eugenics. So what that means, black people and white people alike who have some goddamn sense, most of y'all got sense, most of y'all understand what i'm talking about y'all get it y'all have sense don't bring your children to these cult creators okay called lgbt clinics i'm so over it black people of america the whole premise of black lives matter is eugenics average negroes possess too little intellect self-reliance and self-control to make it possible for them to sustain the burden of any respectable form of civilization without a large measure of external guidance and support black lives matter i can't believe you didn't put a black square on your instagram i need your support i need your support i need your support can't breathe get the fuck off the ground bitch you can breathe you can breathe, honey. You can breathe. You can think. You can survive. You can live. You ain't got... Ain't nothing wrong with you. You are fine. You are not a slave, bitch. I'm so tired of that. Oh, I'm so tired of that. And you are literally acting out what this man, this monster, has literally said about you, okay? You lack too little intellect self-reliance and self-control to make it possible for them to sustain the burden sustain the the systemic sustain the burden the systemic oppression the systemic racism you know good and well y'all got bentley's y'all are living large bitch y'all are living large you got a pool you got a nice neighborhood you're living in. Some of y'all don't have the nicest of la- neighborhoods, but guess what? If you were on the other side of the con- the world, if you were Russian, I think it's is it Russia that they're they're still slaves, chattel slavery. I think it's I think it's Russia, in parts of Russia, large parts of Asia, China. Whoo! People are being y'all don't need concentration camps in China right now. Okay, y'all not going to hear about that. In Africa, certain places in Africa, chattel slavery. For you to have these iPhones. For you to have these Nikes. For you to be full of shit, okay? You will kill each other for some Nikes or the new iPhone. And then the second that these eugenicists claim that, oh, systemic racism black lives matter comes out oh my god you instantly become a slave how does that work when you got hair on your head that was prepared and snatched off of a poor person from another country 
This person may even be a slave, maybe a sex slave, maybe uh, uh, manipulated to believe that by giving their hair away, this is going to make them have better luck with the Lord, with God, with their God. So they shaving their heads off in, in different parts of India so you can have that pure virgin Indian hair. But you're a slave. You're 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 but you can afford an Indian woman's hair. You can afford to constantly. How does that work? How does that work? I, I understand racism. I've I've experienced real racism. And basically in America, it's just like oh you're racist fuck you i'm about to buy i'm about to own my own business fuck you i'm about to go to a black school i'm gonna make a school you know what i think that's a good idea i grew up in racist schools created thriving artist university oh you're not gonna hire me for this job i'm gonna go to a black person and maybe they'll hire me so systemic racism most, the average black person has never experienced, they haven't even experienced being called the N-word by a, a white person in a derogatory way. Most black people have never even be, in my, in the people that are out there fighting and twerking in the goddamn streets, they have never experienced a time where they were excluded from an opportunity, where they were, 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 uh, physically abused mentally spiritually abused because of the color of their skin most black people have never most black people are raised around nothing but black people and the only time they experience white people is on tv the same thing with white people so you have these social justice warriors who had no have no experience around actual black people okay that nine times out of ten are in, internally racist because they haven't experienced black people they only seen it on tv and what they've been indoctrinated to know and to feel and to think. And basically what they've been indoctrinated to know and to feel and to think is that the average Negro possesses too little intellect, self-reliance, and self-control to make to, to, to live in this systemically racist con continent and, and world. It's too hard for them. They can't possibly survive without our guidance and support. They need us. We need to tell every black person that black lives matter because they are too weak. They are, they are too, they have, they possess too little intellect, self-reliance and self-control to ever understand that they, they matter. So we have to tell them, we got to tell them, we got to fund them uh, if they say what we want them to say and, 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 and help our corporations, right? So that is how this SJW cult was created. The transgender blow up is a lot of bullshit. It's mainly bullshit. It's mainly pushed by white men. Uh, it's mainly uh, perpetuated by white men who want to, who have been infiltrated the gay community and killing off black people. Some of them have the best of intentions because they were educated that you know, AIDS is real and AIDS is something that black people get. And we got to make sure they're tested because all these gay men are dying of AIDS, but really they're dying of the medicine. So the only time these black people come to your clinic is when they're getting tested for AIDS. And then when they get tested for AIDS and you give them medicine that kills them. And then you tell them that you are guiding them and supporting them 
when in reality you are doing the deed of eugenics in 2020. COVID-19 is, is more prevalent. It's ravishing the black community. Same thing. It's the same thing. So at this point, you should know more than 99% of all black people, all white people, all gay people about the history, the full history of the medical genocide that was done to the LGBT community. You should know the politics. You should know why non-gender people have lost their everlasting minds and I don't have time for them. Some people are legitimately in between, but the fact that the purpose of the in-between people is to teach everyone else the law of gender which states that everyone is both masculine and feminine, which means non-binary doesn't really exist because binary doesn't really exist. And our purpose is to show people how to utilize purpose, utilize the masculine and feminine energy within them and to protect the villages from incoming people who want to betray our village. When that's distorted, well, then you have crazy people. Then you let random people in the gates in the name of non-binariness in the name of inclusion in the name of what is it uh what is that word intersectionality um when in really reality it is just to muffle the voices of the real gatekeepers all right i'll see y'all in the next video i'm out